Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. Gather round, my children. A break from the abyss has once again arrived at your ear holes. This is your home. For multi-dimensional personalities and perspectives, 1140, the bet. Uh, the Playmakers is specifically our program's name. Lindsey Brown is my name. And over across from me in the glass is... Adrian Hernandez. And we are so happy to be here today. I'm really happy, actually, that we took the day off yesterday, too. In preparation for today. Because I feel like I'm, I, I'm bringing a lot of energy. I'm bringing some insight. I'm bringing some concise insight, hopefully, but then again, I have so much information and I'm so like emotionally engaged with a lot that's going on in our fine Las Vegas community right now, especially when we're talking about hockey. Well, yeah. And we had to, you know, take a second kind of regroup because mm-hmm. the, the week ahead and, and here in these next couple of months, like, we got a lot of stuff going on. Like yeah. the draft's a week from now. It's a lot going on. And it's going to be here. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday, I was trying to make my way down to the Pinball Hall of Fame because I promised the Bet MGM Tonight crew that I would stop by there this past weekend. That didn't get done. So I was like, oh, I'll bring Flat Stan there before the game. Of Just, course. It would make sense. And I thought, oh, I'll leave like around 3.30. That'll give me plenty of time to like get in and out and get from the, the Pinball Hall of Fame, which is right, right on the strip, right next to the Harley Davidson uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. dealership, right across the street from Bally High. And then weasel my way over to the Aria parking garage and get in for the game and stuff like that. I know that there's game traffic, and I hate approaching from that that way. It's an absolute disaster. Like, you might as well just get on Frank Sinatra. That's the that's the pro move. That's the move yeah, I do. Yeah, 100%. Um, construction is so bad on that particular part of the strip. I did not make it into the Pinball Hall of Fame because by the time I made it to the intersection in which I could turn off, I'm like, I would have 15 minutes in there to probably get in and out before I'd have to get out to move a mile just down the strip to get no, to the rink. 100%. That construction for that stage and everything is, is very... That, is it for the stage? Well, I, well yeah, they're that, still building it. looks like they're it. working on roads. Like, that's, I'm, like, I'm talking about on Las Vegas Boulevard proper by like Maverick helicopters. If I saw two helicopters land, I'm like, I've never been this close to an actual helicopter right? landing in my life. This guy started biking right by it as the as it was trying to land, and there was just like this wind. like Aah! That <laughs> sounds like, It's kind of yeah. like everybody walking around outside today. See, yeah, I don't know if that's... See, that has to be extra construction. Just your basic standard strip construction yeah plus the road closures and then they're still building stuff over there too there's so much stuff popping up around this town i'm like is this for the f1 race i feel like we're getting a little bit too ahead of ourselves but i don't know if it'll be finished by the time everything rolls around next week but man it is an 
never-ending conga line here in Las Vegas. No, 100%. And we'll know at least some of that construction on the strip will be done here in the week because it has to, right? It has to be. Well, it doesn't have to be, though. Like, you could have all those intentions, but it doesn't mean that it's actually going to happen because life will go on around the NFL draft, after the NFL draft, and everything else. It's just a very particular part of our human experience community really likes the football and wants to come here and be part of it. But we have so much stuff to get into today, like I mentioned. Uh, very hockey heavy here, especially early on in our program, just because I'd rather put two segments together and try to keep my thoughts cohesive rather than split it between both hours because there's a lot yeah. to get through and a lot to comb through what happened last night. And a lot of it doesn't have to do with the fact that the Golden Knights secured a victory last night in overtime. Which was huge enough, huge right, mungus, in this race. Huge mongus comeback We're victory. We're still alive. Technically, we are still alive. <laughs> but uh, in just a minute here, uh, I'll, we'll get into kind of the the larger conversation around the goaltending department that is very necessary to be had today. Uh, we had Trista Crick join us earlier this afternoon to talk about some NBA action, what she's thinking about all of these early returns in the series, the dominance of Philadelphia, my hopes for the Wolves, a lot of Celtics love. No facts, and, and we're mm-hmm. gearing up too because it's good that we're getting the hockey stuff out the way early because once 430 hits and Target Center is going crazy. That's right. I think I'm going to have to kind of reel you in. Because when there's a Timberwolves playoff game while the Playmakers is going on, put your kids to sleep. Yeah. It's going to get serious. This is something that I'm actually emotionally invested in right now. And so hopefully they're able to put on a better performance than they did the other night in Memphis. But they're going to be in Minneapolis tonight. I'm sure it is going to be bumping up in Target Center. Uh, We'll do a deep dive with 35 because we've turned that into kind of our, our thing to do on Thursdays to kick off the second hour. Hopefully get me a little bit loosey-goosey after we go through this emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Like literal <laughs> trap door here in a minute. Um, and then we'll we'll preview some of the scoreboard stuff tonight, be that NHL games, be that the NBA series to close out our show and whatever BS we need to spout before we go back to the abyss that is our lives. But it's time. It's, it's time. time for the can opener. Okay. I've been there. I, I have been in each one of these positions. Maybe not at the NHL level, Adrian, but I've been pulled. I've been put in for a starting net miner who was just pulled. I've had to be pulled for reasons that I totally earned. I've been pulled for reasons I totally have not. And I'm really, last night when I saw Logan Thompson lead out the Golden Knights from their locker room, I was genuinely shocked and surprised. It's usually I'm shocked, but not surprised. I was both. I was both. And to be totally honest, there was a big time decision made last night. Just very quickly, obviously not under the radar. But I would be shocked if we see Robin Leonard start another game here in Las Vegas. I would be shocked. And the thing is, is that there is fault to go around to everyone. There is um, compassion to go around to everyone. There is expectation to everyone around. And so when you have this this boil-up moment where Robin Leonard lets in a a goal in the first period that's not the best goal of all time to let up, long-range shot, he collects it. It's right down low. It goes right low towards the five hole. Dribbles through. 
It's right behind him. Washington Capital collects the rebound, puts it in the net. About the worst case scenario type of goal that you can go as a, as a net miner myself. I know what goals look good and what goals don't look good to the to the untrained eye. And Pete DeBoer isn't an untrained eye, but he's not wearing the right bifocals, guys. He's not because he's not a goalie. He's not, and he clearly doesn't really know how to handle the dynamics here. At least keeping it behind closed doors. And I'm not sure what transpired in the locker room last night between the expiration of the first inter- first period and the start of the second one, Adrian. But if I were a betting woman, and I am, when it's on women at least, I would say that there is probably a conversation. Because just think about the larger conversation that's been going on between us and, and Pete DeBoer and how he kind of reports to us about what's going on and how he has spoken about Robin Leonard's play as of late, right? It hasn't been positive. I mean, after the New Jersey game, he kind of threw him under the bus, which was why. Exactly. Which was surprising that he started again for this next game. And I'm then, not sure either goal they scored on is a good chance. <clears throat> direct quote from Pete DeBoer. Another direct quote from Pete DeBoer a couple days ago. The message is we can't waste any energy right now on missed opportunities. We've got to look forward to the task at hand and get excited about showing everybody that we're capable of doing it. What Pete DeBoer showed last night that he's capable of doing is that he's capable of playing high-stakes poker Vegas style. Because the way that these last couple weeks have transpired, the way that this season has gone, in my mind's eye, is that we're going to have to make some changes in the offseason. I mean, it's inevitable. Teams never stay the same. People we love will leave, people we hate will leave, and new relationships will be started. Pete DeBoer has been coaching for his job. I mean, Matias Yamark said it, I think, yesterday or this morning. I'm not sure. It feels like for a month now the Golden Knights have been playing in, at a 2 nothing deficit in a playoff series. They're all playing for their jobs, their lives, and we know about how quick the hook is here for this organization. Mirrors Vegas quite well, actually. We're talking about like fun Vegas versus mob Vegas, right? The underbelly of Vegas. Both of them exist at the same time because – Positive and negative labels are something we make up. But what's going on around us, that's always basically happening at all times. And the way that it's gone, the way that I see how business is conducted, not just here in this organization with this team, just based off of my engrossment in this industry for years, Pete DeBoer, Robin Leonard. That's, that's the conversation of, like, who are you going to bring back next year? And Pete played a hell of a hand last night, did he not? Played yes, a hell he of a hand. Yes, he did. He, went he all absolutely in. did. And the thing is, is that as someone who has been in, in coaching situations, maybe not to the stakes where my, my job is dependent on it and I'm making millions of dollars to do that job, because that's a true distinctive difference between professional and amateur sports, and that changes the motivation levels for everything. It makes everybody more desperate. It makes everybody uh, more quick to get to whatever high-level energy or emotion they are close to. And I think just based off of the environment that Pete's created around Robin Leonard as of late, the injuries, the fan base, and their overall lack of support for him, he is so far out on goalie island right now goalies have no friends was always a joke that coach matthews would throw around in drills 
for practice whenever we literally had we didn't have any defensemen. It would just be everybody could score on us at will at any time, just in different types of games. Yeah. It's funny in those instances, but when it comes to getting pulled and having to be on that bench and having to rally yourself and stay composed and not have this all of a sudden spiral pity party thing or not get angry. Like I said, I don't know what transpired in that locker room, but that decision doesn't get made usually without extreme pressure and an emotional charge. This is where I'm talking about being emotionally engaged versus being emotionally activated. And I'm going to even throw in a new one here, Adrian. Emotionally charged. Three different states. I would say that Robin Leonard is a pretty emotionally charged guy. Plays that way. I mean, Logan Thompson in a lot of ways is too. He plays that way. Just look at his quotes yesterday uh, about Ovi. He's okay. Ovi just scored his 50th goal. He's like the oldest guy to do it. Yeah. Alexander he's, he's all right. Like, come on. <laughs> um, but we know how open and honest Leonard is about things that typically most people in the hockey community wouldn't be. He puts himself on the island a little bit. That's, I mean, everybody has a hand in this. It's very intense in here. So by opening himself up, by making himself vulnerable, by just being who he is, by not being Marc-Andre Fleury, by getting injured, the audacity to get hurt when you're playing a contact sport or just something random happens, the audacity to have some problems earlier this week with his family, medical emergencies. You think the guy's in a stressful position? Just a little bit. You You know how many people came up to me before the game started and asked, why the hell is Leonard in the net? And it's not, I don't think it had anything to do with his like performance in, in terms of what we can expect from him. But in terms of what he's been showing us lately, I can understand the apprehension. I also agree with the choice to go to him. And Pete DeBoer echoed the same thing in the post game when they asked him specifically about what went down, what's his decision making process. I'll read the quote verbatim The decision to start him, we pay him to start games like this. It's the most important time of the year. He's healthy. He's fresh. He's got a lot of energy, and we need him at this point. So I think after the New Jersey game, I felt like I wanted to give him an opportunity to bounce back and have a big game for us. The decision to change, I thought I really liked our start. We gave up the first goal, and I felt we looked like we were rattled as a team the rest of the period. It was just try to switch some momentum, reset ourselves, and get ready for the rest of the game. That's a completely valid point. Kind of sounds like the front office at the beginning, hmm. like, like verbat, like the we pay him. That's kind of like an odd thing to hear. Well, there, for, there's for hockey a coach talk to is say. easy. Coach speak is 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 very much a shared thing more in the hockey community than others. And isn't it kind of hypocritical though? Like if you're gonna throw him under the bus mm. after the New Jersey game, mm. but then be like, we have to rally around him and we need him and we're gonna give him a chance. Do you think that'll be confusing? Just a tad. Just a tad. Do you think that maybe you would think? Um, maybe they're not integrated in their messaging. Maybe they they don't really mean it. I mean, we I don't know Robin Leonard's full trauma history, but we know bits and pieces of it. This is a guy that has been that feels like he has to prove his worthiness as a starting netminder, as as just a goalie in the NHL. He it's very much Leonard against the world. And so if we know that about Robin, and that's that's not a knock against him. That's that, that's fine. It's a personality. It's a person. Wouldn't you do the diligence to make sure that you're trying to handle these situations a little bit better? And maybe maybe they're doing this on purpose to elicit some sort of a response 
some to help bring him out from this. But I think that's misguided. I think based off of what we know about Robin Leonard's personality, we don't need him to rise to the energy. We don't need him to rise to the occasion. He is there. He's an all-read goaltender. At least that's what he used to be. But he's not playing his game right now. And why would he be? Because he's out on an island. And that's why I, I, he isn't playing his best. But I've been there. And I've been in that position where you're doing everything you think correctly. And the hockey gods or the hockey plays, it's just hockey. Failure is inevitable at the goaltending position at a higher rate than pretty much anything else. And not only that, like, and yes. And people aren't used to it. Yeah. People don't get it from the outside. Go and ahead. the New Jersey game was, was a bad game for him. It was a bad game for the whole team, though. Mm-hmm. They only scored one goal. Mm-hmm. On even strength. So it wasn't like this was a crazy performance and they lost eight to seven. And it's like, hey, Robin, we really needed you to maybe two or three of those we could have. No, it was a five to one game. It was a bad performance mm-hmm. overall. And you're picking on the dude who not even and he's talked about his confidence and, and social media and how these things affect him. He literally is coming back after having family problems. He's like, given us a roadmap. Yeah. He's very honest <laughs> about how he's feeling. That's why I just like, why are we trying to make this whole thing mental gymnastics? And I get it. Pete's got to make the decision that's best for the team and for himself because he's trying to save his job. That's how this works. Yeah. That's how this works. And it did work. Logan Thompson came in and was the hero of the game. Straight up stops Alexander Ovechkin on a on a breakaway. Has all the confidence in the world, and I'm so happy for him. And we're going to talk about that probably in the next segment as we as we kind of mosey on the, in here because I just have so many notes that go in different directions when it comes to this because – This again goes back to interpersonal communication and the team's either lack or discretion away from, just they choose not to. This is where I'm like, how much does like the military complex feed into this? Because we all know about the the affinity that this specific organization and its ownership has. Like they wanted to be the Black Knights for a reason. That's what Foley wanted. We couldn't do it because the Army said no. That's our that's our team, so you have to be Golden Knights. And I know that they use that to rationalize a lot of their decisions. The machine, you keep going, it's it's part of the bit. But when you don't support your players and they start to have moments like this and then you continue to do them a disservice, I feel. Again, it's just, I think, really indicative of the mindset that this organization has and is an extremely desperate and urgent position. I I just, I feel like it's not right. It's not good. And there are going to be people that succeed in this system too. Like there's plenty of people that have positive experiences here, right? Just like in Vegas. Somebody that just lost their entire mortgage and just down two machines, they just want a jackpot, right? It's all existing in the same plane of reality. Yeah. This is all true. And that's where it's like, it's easy to focus on the negative. It's easy to focus on the little failures. When when the positives, the the different breakouts, the physicality that I thought the Gold Knights played with last night, I mean, very resilient group effort last night. And at points, I was like, what the hell is going on out here? But what else is new with that team? Like, it says a lot to rally around Logan Thompson. And it's... It's a little bit easier against teams like Washington versus New Jersey. No offense. But in that in that corner, they are moving in a positive direction because now they have they have a muse. They have a muse, and that's what they need. 
and he needs to get off to a good start in their game in a, in a couple of days. But they, the decision that was made when they pulled Robin Leonard will reverberate through this organization for the rest of this regular season. And if they're lucky enough to make the playoffs, I mean, good Lord, that decision-making process, if that is our reality, that shakes out to be. But everything is on the table. It's all in. We know that about this organization pretty much since the, the first offseason after year one. And he needed to have the right players. But he also have to know when the pot is actually worth burning everything else to the ground for. Depends on the pot, depends on the table, depends on who's playing. But we know that Pete DeBoer made a big-time move last night and that the Golden Knights are still technically alive. More hockey conversation, whatever I haven't gotten to yet on the other side of the break. Love them for the bet. See, everybody shits on the goalie. You know, they like the strikers, the flash. But the goalie, that's how you win things. He's right. And we're in this together, and we're a family now. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. It's about as good of an intro as it's going to get on this program, people. This is a banger of a song. Got some... uh, it's Station Eleven, unbelievable limited series on HBO. Everybody's on the HBO bandwagon. Facts. Great they, content. Yeah, they just put the new Batman movie on there. Mm-hmm. So hold on, don't put pump it yet. It's so a drop. We at least get through there. Oh right? yes. Right. Give me some more. More hockey stuff. This is what we want. Give the people what they want. <sighs> I'm not gonna lie. I want more Logan Thompson in my life. Hey, you from the from the very offset, beginning of the year, we got the tapes available. Odyssey app, mm. listen to it. Uh, you're one of the biggest uh, biggest fans, and and you believed in him, believed in him, and now the moment's here. What does he want? Five out of the last six, he started. Like your stats, not mine. I'm not sure what the actual numbers look like, but in terms of his ability to manage big moments and to play with flair he is certainly uh checking most of those boxes and and exactly what the doctor ordered yesterday uh to inspire victory for your golden knights comeback victory kind of it's hard to tell because uh they pulled robin letter after only surrendering one goal granted there was another goal that was called back due to offsides and one that i would definitely not pin on him considering how big of a tic-tac-toe with tons of space to go it was (laughs) Um, Thompson is, is a vibe. He's a vibe. He is a guy that has a textbook type of goalie personality. I haven't quite put my finger on what I want to label it as, but it's kind of an FU attitude mixed with just a little bit of cockiness. And that's what you need to have, because as I was getting into last segment, when we were kind of going through the, uh, the decision that was to pull Robin Leonard, about not just what mode you have to be in for the goaltender, but how you deal with the amount of failure, how you deal with the moment, because he's still a very young netminder who could very easily get lost in the headlights of a breakaway with Alexander Ovechkin or any number of guys, or just even fourth line guy who just shoots the puck and happens to go bar down. Like sometimes it's about, oh, I can stop the the superstars, but not the the easy ones. Like there's so many different ways to find failure in goaltending, even if you're doing everything you possibly can do. 
And, you know, I've had games where I didn't start and we've been down and I'm put in for maybe like halfway through the second period or something. And what it kind of takes to chew that deficit up. And it's not necessarily always like on the scoreboard, Adrian. Sometimes it's that that kind of confidence deficit be that within the game like DeBoer said that the team was kind of rattled by the goal that Robin Leonard gave up and I, I can understand that like that's a very real psychological effect that you can have on specifically your defenseman but all of your team when there's this all of a sudden there's that lack of trust not necessarily that you're not going to be there but that if I'm in the right spot and I'm still doing this that there's still a high probability that it's going to go wrong because I'm not sure what you're doing you know and so when you add a young guy in search of predictability, and he shows up for you. That is a very potent gasoline to run this team on right now because I don't really see in my mind, and maybe I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Could be proven wrong. Won't be the first time. Won't be the last. I don't see how Robin Leonard starts any games anymore. Like, that that, that bridge has kind of been burned. And not only that, I'm kind of concerned with some of the treatment and some of the things. Like, he's still our backup, though. Yeah, and it's oh, still absolutely. needed. Absolutely. So now you're but this even... is But you've made that move yeah. by saying, he's not getting the job done. We're going to Tommy. This is Tommy's team now. This is the decision that Pete DeBoer made. This team can't keep going back and forth. That's why I think a lot of people yesterday over the press box coming up talking to me being like, why, why is he even starting? And then when he got pulled, they're like, what, what is this organization? What are they even doing? Like, they're searching for something to lock in. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for something to feel good and to get results from. Because it's you can get results without it feeling good, and you can feel good without results. We all know this. This is a human experience thing. But Thompson catches. Thompson has that, that necessary friction to continue to attack the puck, to continue to attack angles and take up space. So many netminders can get pushed back. I call that, that's the creasophobia, where if there's that physical presence in front, they'll start to sink back in the crease and therefore give up more angles, more net, and just more scoring opportunities. And he's a netminder that's almost the direct opposite in play, playing style than Robin Leonard is. He's an athletic freak. He's a spring of a human being. And he is going to be able to win some games for you. There's also a downside to this. Like when you have goalies that are that have that that springiness, that have that extra athleticism, if all of a sudden their confidence gets dinged a little bit, or all of a sudden the Golden Knights are chasing more, these rebounds that he's able to get pieces of or or making desperation saves, sometimes it's just a matter of it bouncing two inches more to the left, and then it's ending up in the back of the net because it, it, it's just it's that random and so but again for him he is the rallying point around this team not just because of the way he plays but because he's a young guy too they want to play for him and they want to make sure that they support him and it's not like they don't want to do it for Robin Leonard but like I said there's a subconscious apprehension right now and that's natural and when he went in the energy shifted right being yep. in that arena well the energy shifted I mean they were getting early on in that first period those first five minutes the Capitals came out to literally bruise bodies. Like, they were throwing their weight around everywhere. Super established physical dominance. And then I feel like they settled in a little bit, and the Golden Knights were able to maintain time in the offensive zone. They were even cycling that puck down low a little bit. I was, like, actually very enthused by some of the adjustments that they were. Yeah, I literally, the first thing I wrote down was a positive thing. Can you believe it? <laughs> wow! BGK opting for some cycling behind Caps net, not just firing away, but seem more invested in making a play 
than creating one. Making a play is different than creating one. Because making a play usually insinuates you're willing to get dirty. Create, creative play insinuates you're willing to look pretty. There's, but there was a move somebody pulled on the Capitals last night, like a toe drag that didn't even result in a shot. I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, I've never even seen that move pull li- pulled live. But I wrote down who? Two. Washington landing heavy hits in all three zones, setting physical tone and edge. Uh, Vegas D not sagging as much in their defensive zone on the cross zone passes, so they were able to break up a lot of those. They were able to stay in the physical proximity, and so they weren't just freewheeling like they were against New Jersey. New Jersey had so much time and space to do whatever the heck they wanted. Um, I have a couple of notes, though, that aren't related to, like, goalies and Logan Thompson. There, I have some things that need to be buried after the season is done because there's a couple of tactics that the Golden Knights use that – Literally, I think if they change this mindset, whole new world. The first one. This is the this this one is probably the biggest domino. This drop back pass in the neutral zone, guys. Like on the power play when we're bringing the puck up to take it in the offensive zone, we'll have somebody skate it, and then we drop it off at the at the center line of the blue line, so Alex Bertrangelo, one of our defensemen, can pick it up and then skate it up because we're trying to push back the pressure. Well, we push back the pressure so we can give more time and space to our defensemen that don't technically need it. We just look at what Shea Theodore did through traffic last night. I think they can handle themselves. They try to do it all the time, especially Alex Petrangelo. So when you push everybody back around the blue line because you have to stay on sides, right? You can't go into that zone if yeah. and it's going to get whistled dead. What do you think happens? What do, you, do, do the feet stay moving? Some of them do. Some of them don't. Some of them have to stop and wait. For that puck carrier to catch up. And by the time he gets there, you know who else has figured this out? The opposition. We can just crowd this blue line. We don't even have to do that much because, honestly, you'll probably mess it up because there's just too much chaos going on just because you're trying to create a little bit more breathing room through the neutral zone. And then we end up turning that puck over either right before they break it in into the offensive zone or within the 10 feet of the blue line, it goes right back out. They do this all the time. It is, it is one of their, like, staples of breakout options, especially on the man advantage. And it just doesn't make sense to me. It does not make – it's like doing dro- – most 99.9% of times, drop passes do not make sense because it leaves you so open for vulnerability. It's not worth the risk, the, the reward. It's truly not. Um, And it, like I said, it causes stagnation. There were so many instances last night and then in previous games where the Golden Knights will – kill themselves slowly by just being offsides three or four times in a period because it's just so demoralizing that you can't even break the puck in on time right yeah that doesn't that can't that even can't get fly. to the part where we where we're trying to score which we also struggle with can't even get the shots off like Ilya Samson like their goalie literally the hands go to the ground every time it's one of the most undisciplined like upper bodies I've seen in this league in a long time but it's just like that's one of those adjustments that I'm looking for Pete DeBoer to make that is a systematic adjustment, and that is an, a split-second decision of the players in game two. So, I mean, if you're enabled to do that, if you're instructed to do that, that's the selection you'll most, most often choose. Even if you're getting in desperate positions, you know that this is the main vein that we go. It doesn't make any sense to me. I hope that they get rid of it. And they're not the only team that does it. It just – I don't like it. I don't like it. They're trying to get guys to be able to gain steam through the zone. I'm like, all of these players are so good at skating and skills now. We don't need to give them more space. It is causing more problems than helping. And that's pretty much been the MO for the Golden Knights. But despite their best efforts, they were able to secure a victory last night. 
over the Washington Capitals. They got three days off to feel that and hopefully rest up because they have to win out, especially if Vancouver tonight is able to secure at least one point. We do not control our own destiny. That is a situation that is upon us, and we will be here every step of the way. I don't know if I got to everything, but I hope I got to enough and that it wasn't just like the conversation that everyone else is having. 24% chance, uh, according to Hockey Reference, for 35 VGK. last week. Yep, it moved down to 24% playoff yep. chances, but yep. you know, still a chance. One game at a time, one step at a time. Jordan Sparks, and it is time for us to switch gears into the NBA and what went down last night. We'll be back. Adrian with all the info, 1140 The Bet. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. You know it's going to be a hot segment when we're using Euphoria soundtrack tracks. Damn right. Some would say dangerous. I love this drop. It's such a good bit, but it's not for a while, unfortunately. So I don't think we're going to be able to stick around for it. But, you know, I'm kind of worried. I'm worried about the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, the dynamics have shifted. A lot. A lot. And the series is tied one-to-one, right? Yeah, 100% 1-1 versus the Pelicans. The Pelicans! Look at that! Pelicans! we got to get that Finding Nemo drop. Pelicans! Honestly, getting a huge win, and it's it was kind of I don't want to say um, it's just kind of funny, ironic for the a little bit ironic with the Warriors. And I talked about leading into the playoffs. I'm like, why that third seed is so important because if the Warriors can get acclimated and get everyone back, mm-hmm. they'll have an easier path, and they they will meet up with the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. And usually, when the Warriors win championships, players on good teams start getting hurt. And here we go, Devin Booker. And here we go, Chris Middleton. It's every championship (laughs) run, though. It's the playoffs, and it's after a long season. People run out of gas, and then the tires go next. It's literally a podcast-like idea that I've been tempting because every year you can do this for, and in particular. It's a great place to bring that up is live on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't steal my idea about NBA championships and what ifs. Um, Another million dollars. Yeah, exactly. What was it? 24 sport? Whatever. Uh, um, but chance. yeah, um, Devin Booker uh, being out is a huge blow. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's starting as we progress into this first round of the playoffs. You know, some of these teams and, and some of these things that we said in their tropes and the lack of adjustments are really biting teams in the ass. And with that, let's start with uh, Boston beating Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, Boston, they're up 2-0. And I don't want to get too crazy. 
because you know obviously Boston's the second seed and all they They're did good was team. yeah yeah a little playing bit. good basketball. They kept their home court advantage, which is very important. Um, but is kind of worrisome to me is that I'm not saying Kevin Durant is quit on his team, far from it. But this man looks absolutely demoralized. We've never seen this stat line from him through the, and it's two games. But I think it was like 12 turnovers through the first couple games, sub third, almost damn near 30 percent shooting. Like this is Kevin Durant. And this is, I mean, we talked to Trista about this a little bit. Fatigue. How how much energy did they have to use to get into the playoffs, to make up for all the injuries, and specifically him? Since he signed this deal, but besides being injured himself, ever since he's come back, he's put that entire team on his shoulders. And it's just, it's not sustainable with how good he is and how overly reliant they have been on him. And 100%. And, and we, we've seen... Something similar to this very early in his career when he was in Oklahoma, when they went up against the Grindhouse, Zach Randolph, and Tony Allen Grizzlies. What years is this? This is, what, 2013, So 14? this is after they made the finals? Yeah. Okay. And and then other than that, like back-to-back games with these stat lines are just not good. And, and one of the big problems I see with Brooklyn is like, I understand that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are on your team, but some of these teammates are acting like they get the best seats in the house, and they're not moving. They're just standing there. Where's like the Blake Griffins is? Where's the, the man's they, hurt? The, he's hurt. Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, yeah. They could possibly try to get him in there to get some more spacing because he can hit a jumper. Seth Curry. He's uh, still out, right? No, he he's, he's back. In? Yesterday hobbled. Was, hobbled was yesterday. Disaster. Thankfully, was one of the the better games that he's had. But yeah, man. What a um, what a savior complex this sets up for Ben Simmons. A hundred percent. Which you you bring that up, so because honestly, disruption by anybody might be a good thing for them at this point. We'll see, but it, it's it's very difficult for me oh, with the, the the mental the, the mental issues and the physical issues that Ben Simmons has had to then come into a game in a series against one of the better teams and have to guard one of the. Better talents. We're talking but about a ten. What was the last time 15. somebody said Ben Simmons, you could be a hero? Because nobody like like he he's not liked. He's probably not super liked in his locker room yet because he hasn't proven anything to them yet. Yeah, he's it, not even playing. He's not even practicing. So he has his chops to earn. And so I think this is a big opportunity for Ben to potentially reset the narrative on him. Like honestly, stuff like this, you can a hundred percent pivot overnight. It pivoted over, I mean, not entirely, but when he passed away from that layup, it, it was like uh, vitriol was a 6 out of 10 for him, and then it went to a 10 out of 10. What if you are able to get the ship back on track here, maybe not win the series, but at least put up a respectable performance, say, hey, KD, it's like, hey, what Ben came for, came in clutch for us, actually gave us a chance. I think this is a great. It, thing it for is. Him. It is an amazing opportunity. But he also but fail. Having to play defense against one of the, like Jason Tatum is a is a stud. And, it's, it's it's official. And Lindsay, I'm, I'm ready to say it, even though I was on the fence like a week. We can have. I'm like, is it time? I think it's time for him. And I don't want to gas you up, Lindsay, oh, but dear. as I see Jason Tatum, like I remember, what was it, 2018, 2019? He was. 20, 21 years old, Eastern Conference yeah. Finals, going up against LeBron. Yep. And that's when people were like, wait a minute. He may be good, but he might be one of those guys. Your boy, Ant Edwards, very early on in his yeah. career right now, is on that same trajectory and to get there. And there has to be a maturation process because it's it's not 
hard to go on a run. We saw the same thing with Miami two years ago. We saw the same thing with Atlanta last year where we get the young talent that gets a spark and is able to make big-time shots. But then what happens? The league gets notes on you, and you have to get humbled. And if you're able to come back around on the other side and he's had support around him to do that, like the sky is literally the limit for him. No, 100%. And my last note on this uh, Brooklyn and and Celtics series is – not only was uh, KD demoralized, but then after the game, Kyrie. It's kind of odd. He's for he's him. fighting his own battle with the crowd. Yeah, he, he, he's in a completely different zero boxing middle match. fingers. Luckily, last uh, night. Yeah, but you can. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna keep my. But he's so focused on making sure that either a everybody knows exactly how he's feeling, or b making sure that he stays in line, and everybody else has at least one eyeball on that on that bench too. You know it. Like, yeah. It galvanizes people, but it only really works if you're winning. No, 100%. And after the game, he, he gave credit to Brad Stevens. He talked about Interesting how— Interesting change yeah, of voice. He, he talked about how, I, just for the Celtics, that he's not surprised at their success. The timing is right. Their window is now for these young guys, and they've matured. It's like, bro, you're in the middle of the series. Very odd— um, Brooklyn but yeah. likes to make their excuses for themselves weeks ahead of time. Yeah, we'll have to. And by, Steve Nash, by the way, what are you just doing? What are you just like? What's going on? Is that a coloring book that you're holding in the iPad, or was it a second plays? season coaching? Right? Yeah. Are, are there? Are, have you ran a play? Have you made a decision Maybe. other than keeping KD playing 46 minutes a game? Are you going to make any sort of adjustments, or is it just you got Kyrie and, and KD and vibes? Anyway, let's move on to the Bulls and Bucks. Congratulations to Chicago, Lindsay, because it's very the simple. Spirit of Caruso, baby. Lindsay, nobody beats the Bulls 15 times in a row. Nobody. Because last night, the Bulls finally won a game against Giannis the first time since 2017. My God, yeah. it is the 90s all over again, isn't it? 17 He's games not Detroit, in a row. but it's almost damn near. Yeah. Um, shout out to DeMar DeRozan. Uh, this man was money last night, 41 points. Good. We haven't heard from him in weeks. He uh, went, yeah, 16 for 31. So he was efficient. That mid-range jumper that you love so much, he went 10 for 16 on those. I just those. like it because when people hit him, people are surprised. Yeah. And also, DeMar, he went 8 for 9 against Giannis as his primary defender. Like, that's crazy. And all his free throws, too. Mm-hmm. Not and, a lot of free throws doled out to this side. Well, they... But they're so the, – the offense was very efficient. Um, Zach Levine, 20 points, 7 for 13. So it wasn't a slog fest. No, and, and your boy Alex Caruso played a hell of a game. This stat line's nuts. Uh, nine points, 10 assists, two steals, two blocks, three threes, a plus 17 highest on the team. Yeah. Um, and this is the news Nobody that, takes him seriously, and so he opens up stuff for people. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, and luckily the Lakers take him seriously now. Now that he's not on their team. Yeah, Chris Middleton, Baby, come um, back. Baby, he come back to me. he sprained his MCL. Who did? Uh, Chris Middleton did. Oh yeah, that's a disaster. Sh- Shams just tweeted out 12 minutes ago that he is going to miss at least game three and game four. Um, when KD got this injury earlier this year, like we just talked about. And he sprained his MCL. He was out for six weeks. I've sprained my MCL before. It's not fun. And obviously at the worst possible time. And besides Giannis, like Chris Middleton's the worst Jenga block to remove. Like it's the big time stars. Yeah. And the, the two the second head of the two headed dragon. Yeah, and, and that third that third head in that dragon, Drew Holiday. Uh game one, this man went six for sixteen, um, Ew. with just fifteen assists. Uh last in the game yesterday. Uh, he turned the ball over six times. He only yeah. had six assists. 
again, he went six for sixteen. So double double six for sixteen games. That's not efficient. That's not getting the team involved. And that's how you are not going to get a flow because obviously well, Bulls got to have... play small ball and the Bucks can't. And so yeah, it's whoever yeah. whoever can establish their dominance at that energy level. That's where the game is going to flow. Yeah, and Chicago, you might have yourself a series. We'll see because it's going to Chicago next. And then hating on them too. Apparently, the team's in red. Nobody's a fan of this year. Hey, well, if you employed Dwayne Wade for any amount of time, everyone hates you. That bozo. Anyway, Utah. Even though he didn't play for him, he's an owner. Chicago, Miami, Cleveland. no respect. He didn't play in Cleveland. Yeah, he did for like. No, no he. Oh, that's right. He did. He got... For like two ah. weeks, Lindsay. What do you hey, mean? Good correction. That's who he's, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame That's with a Cavs right. jersey. It's like when everybody was playing for the Celtics or the Cleveland <laughs> Cavaliers. It was so weird. Shaq on both. Yes. Uh, the Sixers uh, beat the Raptors. Uh, this series is a wrap. James Harden hasn't even been yeah, a factor. Your upset call on this could not have been more misguided. Uh, it, it wasn't my fault that all of Toronto was completely injured. I want a they national tried. radio with that take. Yeah, they, they tried to... They tried their best as my phone's going off because it's up, seconds of the Sixers. Um, yeah, Joel was the first half, only had five points, had four, ton- four turnovers. That third quarter, he switched it around 18 points, only one turnover. There's only so much the Raptors can do. Pascal Siakam only finished with 12 points. Uh, he didn't score I love his in name. the third or fourth quarter. Um, Philly, congratulations. You are more than likely going to advance. I think Toronto wins a game, though. I hope it's just, just keep pa- it respectable. Pascal is not is not playing up to snuff when he has to be that dude now. And Fred Van Fleet is trying, and he's able to give him a quarter or two. But with his injuries, yeah, he's just like not. it's a lot. And let, let's be honest, there's three main guys of rookie of the year contender, and he might win the award. Is not like not being able to be on this squad and the attention that they have to give to Joel, and they don't have the scoring output. And they tried their best, but at the end of the day, an MVP is going to be an MVP-type player when it, in the biggest situations, and that's exactly what happened as he exercised demons and hit a fadeaway three off of a screen. He's so fascinating. It was a big moment because I was in the car with my son, and I had the game on even though I was driving. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit it, but we pulled over. It was the first time. As soon as that shot went in from Joel, the game winner, I went, what? And my son went, Yay! Because he saw them freaking Aww. out. It was a big moment in the household. Shout out I'm to Joel. Sad that it's cheering for Philadelphia, but you know what? We have time to make those corrections. We have time to make sure that we put your son on the right path. Uh, we've been on a decent one ourselves so far, and good news, we still have another hour to continue this journey. Deep dive with 35 kicks off the second hour on the other side of the break. Love for the bet. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.